Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Hi, everybody. Good morning. We are listening to the Laurie and Lynn show, and we are here on this um, Thursday taping on a gloomy Thursday, Lynn, gloomy, but Yucky. hopefully by Saturday, it's a little sunshinier. That's good. Do you like think? That. It's supposed to be, isn't yes, it? Maybe I know. a little bit better this yes. weekend. Not as, not, not as warm, I guess, but, but at Sunday least the sun will be, will be nice. out. Who cares? As long as the sun's out. Yeah. Yeah. So what's That's up? Good. Well, oh, we How'd were... your week go? Uh, good. We were at the um, Dress for Success luncheon mm-hmm. yesterday. Were you there? No. Oh, I didn't know if you were there and I didn't see you. There were hundreds of people there. But um, it was really a wonderful event. And I specifically went because my friend Ida Castro right. was one of the speakers. And um, it's just, it's funny to, to sit there and listen to, uh, I think, well her introduction which was not necessarily on target but from somewhere somehow somebody got this um written statement of who she was what she's done and there were just so many mistakes and i'm thinking oh why did she give them this but in any event she was good she was wonderful she was a great speaker um, she spoke about the things that were really important to her and the women who had made a difference in her life, who had given her the the sense of self-confidence that she needed to move forward in her life. And what I, I, I knew but I'd forgotten was how truly dirt poor um, her family was and, and where they came from, how that was the same situation. And then when they moved to this country... And um, she was five years old, I think. No, she was born here at five. Her parents came here sometime. I forget when it was, but they were in Spanish Harlem in New York. And she said that she was born, um, I forget what year it was, but it, it had to be probably in the 50s. And she was five years old and her mother and father decided they needed to return to Puerto Rico. So they took her, and I think she had a, a brother at that point, and went back there. And then from that point forward, it was up to her to get herself back into this country. And uh, she just, she's just got a phenomenal resume. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just amazing what she has done and who she has become compared to where she started in her life. And it was just interesting to hear her tell the story because it was not a story that you would expect to hear from someone who was so accomplished. But it, it was it was very moving. It was uh, 
it was pretty good. And then there was another woman who um, had been similarly involved in New York City School District as a teacher and um, went through some very difficult times in Bedford-Stuyvesant, in Harlem, all over the place. And, And finally, at one point, after teaching for so many years, she ended up uh, losing her job and she came here and went to dress for success and found a tremendous amount of self-confidence in what she was offered there she had the wardrobe she had the resume she had all that stuff but what she said she got and the point of the exercise was beyond the suit that there's more to dress for success than just clothing these women but it's also helping them with interviewing skills upping their resumes, um, giving them uh, the clothing that makes them look good. But it's just a whole sense of self-confidence and a support group to get them back on their feet and get them going. And Mm -hmm. I forget how many, 275 women, I think they said they helped last year. Yeah, this is great. great. They do wonder. Marianne Ayazi's wonderful. She was really good. Of course, our Ida, we just love her. So congratulations. That's good. No, to be honest, I forgot about that. And I never sent my, my, my invitation was with my other pile of things and I never sent it. So that was pretty full. It yeah. really was. It was, it was at the Hilton house. this year. Um, Where was no, it? The Radisson. Radisson. Okay. Radisson. Right. And, and it was interesting to see the models. I forgot about the fashion show part of mm-hmm. it. You know, I was uh, just assuming they were going to have the speakers, uh, but the clothes were great. And they all came from banana Republic, I think at the crossings, which I was surprised at that because I thought they might have been using local women's well, clothing stores, but whatever. Um, they went there, and it was just very interesting to see the stuff. And almost all the women that were sitting around me were saying, oh, that's very lovely, but I could never wear that. Yeah. Oh, that's really pretty, but I could mm-hmm. never wear that. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so I'm not sure who they were focusing on with this Banana Republic. um, Well, Banana Republic, but I mean, the clothing that they were showing. That's what you mean, the Banana Republic. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. What are you going to do? But it was good. They had wonderful prizes, uh, door prizes. And the part I liked about it was that they actually brought them to the table. You put your little chit or whatever they call that thing in the barrel in front of what you wanted, silent auction. And then if you won, they just brought it in while the fashion show was going on. So Mm -hmm. there wasn't all the stuff at the end. I know. It's hard. Yeah, they did it really well. Well, you're at lunch really too. Well. That's a different story. Yes. You know, you got to get in and out. But they did a great job. And the yeah. food was great. Good. So it was good. Well, Radisson always knows how to handle a crowd, and they do a great job. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Radisson and the Hilton, mm-hmm. the Scranton Cultural Center will be having its 17th annual Evening of Fine Food and Wine event on the 30th of. April, mm-hmm. starting at 5.30 in the evening. The tickets are $100. And you can call the Cultural Center, the box office, at 344-1111. That's 344-1111. And buy your tickets if you'd like to go. Um, the beauty of this event is, as you know, you start off in the ballroom with many appetizers uh, um, done by wonderful restaurants. And then you break up into groups of 50 people or so, because we can cap it at 250. And you go through the rooms of the cultural center and you sample an entree, which in a small, a small size entree, as well as paired by a glass of wine or champagne or whatever the the chef chooses. And um, the discussion of the wine takes place in each of the beautiful rooms. We have media hosts who from, you know, WBRE and 
Fox and from uh, WILK. Some of the people will be there who come all the time. And they speak to the participants who, uh, who and they talk about what which room they're in and why the room is significant and some of the wonderful auction prizes that are available. And uh, it's a great night. Judy and Joe Price, attorneys, Judy and Joe Price, are the honorary chair people today. As a matter of fact, last night, Deb Peterson and I had dinner with Judy and Joe at Posh to discuss Posh is one of the entrees, um, entree restaurants, and to discuss what is expected. And, and I will tell you, when you ask an honorary chair to do something, truly honorary, and all you ask of them is to bring the, as many people as they can get. Now, they have a huge, the Price family is huge, okay? Yes. However, when we have our own list, and when you ask honorary chairs to bring lists, and they have everything at their disposal because of things they've done in the past or their own personal list to send additional invitations, it means so much to any organization when you ask the right people to chair something with an additional list. So... Um, they are so good, Judy and Joe. Love them to pieces, and uh, we are thrilled they're doing it. And it's going to be a wonderful event. Um, Kenny McGraw plays piano during the appetizers, and then at the end, when everyone comes down and they're raring to go, after going through five different entree restaurants, and they have the wannabes and five glasses of wine. <laughs> they have the wannabes playing with the dessert restaurants oh, downstairs. So it's a lot of fun. It's, and for $100 yeah. to start off with appetizers, an open bar, go through all of the rooms paired by a, a you know a, a sampling of the, the food and the drink, it's really a nice time. All um, donate their time, their talent, and their, their uh, product to the cultural center. It's a great event. So if you're interested, please come to it. It's great. It's sort of the springtime break. At that point, the weather's always at the end of April, and it, the weather's look better, and people are happier in a spring-like mood. So, and what's the date? Um, April 30th, okay. starting at 530. That's a Sunday afternoon. So mm-hmm. I'll tell you who the entrees are. In the, on the stage, they have the Radisson. On the in the second floor in the ladies parlor they have the Hilton, in the Casey Library they have Posh. On the third floor in Craftsman Hall they have the French Manor, and up on the fourth floor in Shopland Hall is Fire and Ice Gary Edwards, who used to be the the chef at the Radisson many 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 years ago, and now he owns with Joe Fazula um, Fire and Ice in Wilkesbury. Well, I guess it's. I don't know, maybe it's Trucksville where they, they are exactly. But it's right off of the um, Cross Valley. Okay. So it'll be great. So think about it if you're interested. It's going to be a good one. And we know who we have to say a big shout-out to, Bob Casey. Not not Senator Bob Casey, but as we say, the Carbondale Bob Casey, oh. um, although he lives in Scranton. <coughs> he said he was at Katie's rally the other day, uh-huh. and he told me that he listens to us every single week and he said and if you don't think I do I know that the the storm hit you and you guys had a call in so I do listen so he <laughs> I said you know what Bob I'm gonna Yay. give you a big shout out so All and right. I said tell me why because everyone around was saying it's a women you know we talk about women we two women why do mostly men listen to us and he said because I want to know how women think that's why I listen to you and it's very exactly. informative and I kind of get it so I've been listening uh, a long time so good big Thank shout you, out to Bob and so we were at Savory Mesa on, or Mesa, however you say it, on on Monday night for Katie Gilmartin's, one of her um, rallies, which mm-hmm. I, she asked me to introduce her in the land of West Scranton. So mm-hmm. there we were, there I did, and it was nicely attended. And so Katie is running for one of the four school board seats that are available. 
Yeah. So um, anyway, it was a nice time. So that was, you know. Well, we were at uh, Mohonk Mountain Inn last weekend. Yeah. How did that go? It was incredible. It was incredible. Oh, a chocolate good. weekend. That's great. Oh, God, I'll tell you, the food, I, I have never... I said by the time I left on Sunday, I don't want to sit down and eat again. And I told Patrick, I said, you know, you think you're getting dinner tonight? Wrong, you got another, you got another thing going. Well, I thought it was chocolate. It or was, but we had three three meals every day. Oh, good. And it was and buffets that just had incredible amounts of entrees like salmon and uh, beef Wellington and all this. It was amazing. The food was phenomenal. Every single piece of it was great. Yes, and of do they course, have gluten-free things? I uh, don't know. I didn't ask. <laughs> didn't care. Just And asking. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, look at all the sugar and the flour. and uh. But every single meal, we had a buffet of no less than 10 to 15 chocolate desserts. Oh, and they were different every time. Boy, was I in heaven. And did you go along to that uh, thing? No, Patrick was with me. All right. As long as he was there. Oh, he was there and enjoyed it immensely. So he had a good time? Oh, he had a wonderful time. He said on the way home, I want to come back here again. Where is this place? It's in New Paltz, New York. It's in the Catskills. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was delightful. Good. And anything else you did this weekend? No, that was enough. We went on Friday and came back on Sunday. That was it. Okay. Just So it was really good. And how did the other time go when you met with, um, with when your son was, your son was... Oh, that was fabulous. He was here the two weekends ago. We talked okay. about that. Yeah, we had a good time. All right. And, and also, I, t- I have to tell you, I had a nice little dinner the other day with... with um, the Barbettis and um, Lieutenant Governor and his wife Mike Stat- Mike and Tanya Stack at at Sibio's on Tuesday night. I was very out. nice. I love Mike Stack. Love I, I've never met him or don't uh, know anything about him. He is one of the nicest guys. His wife Tanya. They are two of the nicest. He's a Philadelphia boy. She is t- from that route side of Philly, Montgomery County. She is a doll. He is. They. I love them. I had the pleasure a year ago of taking him around at the Society of Irish Women. That's where I met him. And then at Donna and Mike Barbetti's gala because he spoke. And I was with them again with Tanya. And we had such a great night. So big shout out to our own Lieutenant, Pennsylvania's Lieutenant Governor, Mike Stack. He's a great guy. And his beautiful wife, Tanya. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening this morning to the Laurie and Lynn Show. We'll be right back. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm just ducky. Oh, thank you. You stole my line. line. In this weather. And it's a perfect expression for today with all the rain. Splash. Yeah, but you know, this is like the April showers thing. I know, but Lynn, it's so wet. Between the snow melting and the rain, we have had so much rain. Not complaining, just stating. I hope our May flowers are blooming, blooming everywhere. Because it doesn't stop raining so that they can do that. Yes. Did you notice anything is um is popping around your house? Of course I have those little purple flowers. I don't know what they are. I don't think they're crocus. They are popping up everywhere. I have some purple little flowers in my walkway which are my tulips it was and they've never been there now to this year and out in the back near my pond i have this purple and of course my daffodils my tulips all of them are rearing their beautiful heads 
And I'm yay, thrilled because it makes me smile. Oh, me too. I love it. I just love to see it. And I love that it stays later, longer, because you could just get so much. I'm just, you're just in such a better mood. Oh, I think we all are. Longer. We're all done with this yes, thing. Like, forget uh, it. Yeah. Time to move on mm-hmm. and grow. Yes. Yeah, so... Um, couple things I know we, we have um, our guest expert today uh, attorney Barbara O'Hara is uh, a family law attorney and she's going to talk to us about divorce but in regard to that topic there were some funny things that I I found on the internet and I, I have to ask you this because it's too funny there's a an article that says your yearbook photo may predict your likelihood of divorce <laughs> So this guy who wrote a book, it's called The Tell, The Little Clues That Reveal Big Truths About Who We Are. And this was one particular item that he talked about, but he said they, they, uh, they examined several hundred college yearbook photos to gauge how intensely people smiled. Subjects with an intense smile contracted both the muscles that elevate the cheeks and the muscles that make the eyes smile, too. And there's a name for those muscles, but who cares? The team then asked the subjects, ranging in age from their early 20s to their late 80s, if they had divorced. The big reveal? Those who smiled the least in their yearbook photos were five times more likely to divorce at some point in their lives compared to those who smiled the most. That is too weird. My God. And I went back looking, did I smile? (laughs) And I did not. You don't remember what your yearbook picture looked like? No, I mean, I know it. I remember my hair and the the glasses, but I don't remember specifically if I smiled or not. And I did not, it was not a full smile. It was kind of a abbreviated one so does that mean you're thinking of divorce no that means i i'm i'm a candidate (laughs) for it i guess okay um so it says how can something as seemingly insignificant as your smile in childhood photos predict so much about your future and the answer is people perhaps people who smile in their photos are simply being more compliant when the photographer says cheese it may be that this level of obedience is the glue that keeps some marriages together i think that's a stretch frankly yes yeah i think so too but i just thought that was pretty funny but i did not smile (laughs) (laughs) i did and i'm divorced okay okay okay. let's see so there's a little bit of um veracity i smile in almost every other picture i have so if that's the telltale telltale sign well that's it i mean that was the thing he said okay so Anyway, because other... I look back at all my little girl pictures, yes. and I'm always smiling. You are everything always, I've ever all, seen. Exactly, it's a everything. big smile. Yes, so I'm pretty much the same, except when I graduated. <laughs> I just wanted to go for that. I remember we had our pictures taken at the Globe Store. Oh yes, for our our yes. yearbook. I remember right now as I'm telling you, I remember my mother dropped me off right across the street in front of the Third National Bank at the time, and I ran across the street to the Globe Store to get my photo. I remember it vividly. Yes. right this minute while I'm saying. It. Yeah. I remember getting out of my car and going there. My hair was short. I had just gotten a haircut, and I did not smile because I liked that look better than a smile. Because I sm- I had smiley pictures everywhere, so I wanted a little. Same way with my engagement picture was not smile. It was very serious. Really? Yes. Oh. Uh huh. Well, that was a Powell photo. Yes, wasn't it? which I and wanted it to be. Yeah, but I they don't. Want they don't like it to be the. Big. No, you can be either one. I, right. I had both, but for some reason, I okay. preferred the other. And you know what that 
graduate, what that picture looks like. I'll have to show you my graduation one time. Uh, I'd like take a to picture see. of it. <laughs> okay. I remember it, only mine, because I remember that I had, and, and that was always the quest at that time, was to have straight hair. Oh. And I used to have these little, I still have them, these little cowlicks in my uh -huh. hair that would not go straight. And I had to make sure that day that I had my hair straight and that it was all, well, at the time, obviously, it was a beautiful chestnut brown, so it looked really good. But what really bugged me when I saw the picture is that I had these, oh, I guess they are, diagonal glasses that were tipped. And the top I, was cranberry yeah, or something? Yeah, I remember. Like this. Oh, they no, were, no, you this. mean, they were I thought you meant tint, askew. They, they were you. askew. And it just made me so mad. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't go back and get another one. But that's all I remember. <sighs> so I don't remember about my smiling or not you smiling. You the glasses that the were glasses, slightly askew. Ah, they were driving me nuts. That's the time I said to Tommy once. He had this hat on, and I loved it. But I said, Tommy, your hat is crooked. He said, Mom... It's not crooked. It's slightly askew. It's oh, supposed to be. I'm like, oh, my God. All right, here we go. And by the that. way, two things I have to say. <laughs> yes. My son, Sean, was in for the week last weekend, oh, which I didn't he? mention. Yes, he came right. home to visit his mother. Yes. And um, because he won't be home for Easter because I'll be away. Um, and um, Meyer and I went to his aunt, his mom's brothers, one of 11 children, his mother's brother's uh, wife, who her name is Catherine Del Gershio, Catherine Evans Del Gershio, and she is she was 100 years old. So a big shout out oh, to yay. Catherine Evans uh, Del Gershio, who was 100 years old. She had a little, her children had a beautiful party for her at the Green Ridge Club, and she celebrates 100 years, and she is incredible. So happy birthday, Aunt Kay. Yes. And the, her sister, I know her, few of her daughters, I love them. They're, the, the three that I know are Jeannie and Barbara and Lizzie and Kathy, and they are wonderful. Wonderful to their mother, and they do, they, she's beautiful. Now, isn't that some relation to the Kay's restaurant? No, no, this is, no, that's, that's his, the, Meyer's mom's sister. Oh, okay. Is there, okay. she would be their first cousin. Okay. This woman is related by, is, is a sister-in-law. So. Okay. But okay. happy birthday. But yay, 100 years yes, old. 100 That's years awesome. And you should see her. Yeah. I'm telling you, amazing. Does she look with 100 it? years old? No, she's incredible. Wow. Incredible. God love her. Keep wow. going, Aunt Kay. That is wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, it's all good. good. Yeah. Well, there's another story here that I thought you might find interesting, too, about divorces. The women initiate divorces more than men, but not breakups. Mm -hmm. So the women who are married will initiate a divorce sooner than they would initiate they a dating. breakup to somebody that they were not married to. Wow. It's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, this is you know another. what I always used to say? What? Always be, always be the dumper, never the dumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah, that's my life. <laughs> anyway. Don't burn down <laughs> Okay. Well. But anyway, the point this guy was making is that um, women and men are equally likely to initiate a non-marital breakup. Um, but as far as divorce, it's usually women who initiate them. Wow. I, I was surprised by that because I didn't think that was true. But mm. apparently... Because I think, in general, most men 
if if it's just comparing men to women i think if men are doing like most men have to be married i believe i oh, really I do agree. they have they have to have someone in their life and so they usually don't leave a relationship unless there's somebody else usually mm-hmm. and when they and so but if they can keep it going by not losing you know that old liar it's, it's better it's easier cheaper to keep, to keep cheaper her. to keep her you, you and keep you know same thing on the woman's side however i think if they can keep it going and nothing's going to happen i mean how many people we talk about this all the time know this stuff is going on don't care yeah. don't want their lifestyle changed the guy's okay with it because he doesn't want to let go of any cash mm-hmm. and you know hopefully down the road something works out because you know they always they say that old thing a marriage is like a diamond when you first meet you're as close as you can be and then through kids and heartache and marital issues and buying houses and money you're as far apart and if you stick it out and the kids go to college and get away you kind of come back and i believe that that's true it's the widest part of the diamond where your troubles start if you can make it through that you do usually come back so i think that by i think that's true i don't think men just automatically i think they push it if the woman who the other who the guy is with is demanding that that happen where i don't think that happens as much with women yeah I think if a woman's more involved in a relationship, she may be more apt to say, look, I want to be with this other person. I'm getting I'm 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 cutting this with the other one loose. I do believe that based on ways women act versus men. Well, it's also what you said before about um, men needing women oh, in their yeah. lives all right yeah and you know that you can't statistic. blame them can you no god no i mean <laughs> not at all uh, i'm awesome you know yeah, and, and so are like you hello so are you so i often say that i said my god, i think it goes back to the mother though it, it goes does. back to a mother yep because mothers treat sons differently than they treat their daughters yes they do so i agree i totally. just think that that's what it is um i think that when you look at the statistics and this is a well-known statistic. The people who live longer lives are married men and single yes. women. Mm-hmm. So how <laughs> does that work? <laughs> that should tell you lots. Hello. Yeah. But this, this article, the thing that was interesting about this is that this guy who did this um, uh, study, his name is Rosenfeld. He said, not only are women more inclined to end a marriage, they're also less satisfied when married. Married women reported lower levels of relationship quality than married men. In contrast, unmarried women and men reported equal levels of relationship quality. So what is it about marriage that leaves women less satisfied and more likely to walk away? Rosenfeld told Huffington Post that the findings give credence to the feminist idea that some women feel stifled and oppressed by heterosexual marriage. It supports the theory that sociologists refer to us as the stalled gender revolution, meaning that as much as women's roles in society have changed, women's roles within the family have changed very slowly. He said, citing husband's expectation for wives to do the bulk of the housework and childcare, even when both spouses work. And that's true. I think in a lot of the women that I have interviewed on the podcast, um, they are very successful in their careers or their business ownership, but they still have the responsibility of making sure that the kids are Mm -hmm. back from school and taking care of the kids, taking them to the doctors. They're the ones that leave the office if a child is sick they're the ones that get called they're the ones that do the food shopping or not but they're the ones that are responsible ultimately for that aspect of their lives and so 
that's where the stifling, I think, comes in. And the reason why so many women do not um, live longer than their married husbands, because they, they generally are burned out. Yeah, they do well, too much. Well, it is true. That, that they is do what too happens. much. But, you know, it, I, that just goes back to my theory that I think marriages would last if you didn't have to live in the same house. Oh, well, we've talked about that. I, I really, totally agree. I really think that it is the living, because think about it. You're coming with your luggage, your baggage from your, the, your upbringing, and someone's coming from their upbringing with their baggage. And sometimes the old Louis Vuitton and Samsonite luggage do not blend <laughs> when you get there. Okay? They just don't blend so i think if you're that was a great yes yeah, so if, seriously so if you're you have like one of those side by side houses or whatever yeah, or get yeah. a mother-in-law suite yeah, and let yeah. someone live over like really i think it's the living together that really drives people nuts if I they didn't to have to right. i think it would be easier to do and that's why i think so many people stay unmarried for so long they're together as a couple and and everyone knows them as a couple, but they still like their own space. Yeah, so uh, that's well, that's how I am. I know. Trust me, it's going. I but know. anyway, okay, we're going to take a quick break. We will right be right back with the lovely Barbara J O'Hara. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. Um, how are you today? Oh, delightful. Good. Um, we are here with our uh, guest expert today. Oh, I should start with. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot that part. Okay, my name is Lynn Evans. I am the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women. Available on Amazon.com. Okay. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a, f- <laughs> a fundraising PR and special event business. And we are here with the lovely and talented Miss Attorney Barbara Miss J. Attorney. O'Hara, who's been practicing family law for 35 plus years. 36 now, 36. Barb? 36. Barb is a partner with Hughes, Nichols, and O'Hara on East Drinker Street, Street, Street in Dunmore. And Babs is here, and we are going to be enlightened once again on, as she does every month for us, tell us what happens in the world of family law so okay. what are we decide so what, talking about what today? we're talking about today is 10 do and don'ts in a divorce love it and i think some of these things is this like a quiz that i could take too with it's you it's not really a quiz no, as, as more instructional okay and since you've already done all these things right okay yes okay. thank you very so much the first one and this That's was an article great. that i got and, and adapted the first one is don't expect a windfall and you'd be surprised how people do expect a windfall that you know they may just have a house and a pension but somehow you as their divorce attorney are going to get them something else mm-hmm. well you you divide up the pot if it's not in the pot don't expect to get it and people will i've had and unfortunately it's our gender a women that say to me well i want to get a new car and i said this isn't a game show you don't have a new car <laughs> to divide up number one. i can't get you things that are not God. in that marital pot i can get you a certain percentage of that marital pot but don't expect this isn't a game show and you're not walking away with a new car and a trip to puerto Vallarta. okay but are there situations where something has gone very very 
you know, what? off to the one side and say a woman or a man is really in a big pickle and they say, listen, I'll also give you this and this because hardly ever, hardly ever. The courts never do that. They never say and poof. No, and no, now not you the need courts, to, but to like, buy her a car. Right. In the course of negotiations. And I see this less and less. Years ago, there was a certain amount of guilt. Right. of I cheated on you uh-huh. and therefore I'm going to buy you a house uh-huh. or I'm going to get you a car or whatever. And that arose out of guilt. Now with no-fault divorce and people's consciences not being the same, they <laughs> don't necessarily usually say that. So don't expect that. And no divorce attorney can pull a rabbit out, out of the hat and say, okay, He's going to have to buy you a new house. Okay. Or I've she. Never see, or she. I've never seen that happen where a court ordered that. Okay. Okay? They look at the marital pot. They divide up the marital pot. They don't say, poof, and you get a, a, a brand new Mercedes, and you get, a, you know, a, a house worth $400,000 right. that you didn't already own. Secondly is don't try to hide money. Now, people do this all the time. You mean and, like squirrel and, it away? And, no. Take it out of a bank account and put it into their own bank oh, account. please. But they do. They do. And last December, I had, I'm on the other side of one, where the guy took half a million dollars out. She didn't know about it until February. And then, of course, we have to go into court. Of course, we have to <clears throat> have the court tie that up because you already took it once. So people do try to hide things. Oh, yeah. As though, boy, if I hide it... Th- it you know, I won't have to give her anything. Or I'll convey my brand new car to my mother for a dollar or my brother, whatever. There's a paper trail to almost everything. But what about the people who know they have they want a divorce and they they strategically put money somewhere that you don't know they have? And it's it's somewhere like a year, a year, two years before, and they've been building and squirrel like I said, squirreling it. Okay. Can can that be traced? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Okay. And to be honest with you, in some of those situations where, let's say somebody has a very nice standard of living and then on their taxes reports $8,000 as income. In those kind of cases, I do a forensic, forensic accounting, accounting yeah. and say, okay, fine. You have a mortgage where you pay $20,000 a year. You have Catholic school tuitions where you're paying 15000 a year. You have eight kids and you're supporting them. And really, you have to be making because you pay no taxes on it, you have to be making 150000 with all of this. So, yes, it's a real hard thing to do, and there's a whole lot of work involved in it. So, yes, you can do that for support purposes. And it also could go a long way to proving what's the value of a business if that's the income that you're getting out of it. Okay. But as far as the person who takes money, like if you're earning it legitimately and then squirrel it away... You can go back and find that, but it's really, really challenging to do that. But also, the person that you've been living with for the last several years and that you're married to, they know your habits, and they know more about you than you're willing to admit. So you have a lot of a lot of people that say, huh, she'll never know I did this. Yeah, she does, because you go out into the into the garage and you squirrel <laughs> it away in that cinder block, and yes, I've had this. Oh you squirrel God. it away in the cinder block, and you know what, I, I've had women say, I found this in the cinder block, what should I do with it? Keep it. <laughs> That's what I say, keep it. Well, run. you know what, if you keep it and put it in a bank account, you it's can always be divide de- it. Yeah. If you put it back into the cinder block, 
You'll never see it again. Here's what I would do. Put it in another cinder block. I was just going to say, <laughs> well, you know what? Find a different cinder block. Oh, oh, or man. a mattress. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. We'll be laboring. Okay. In a mattress. Um, the, the next is don't keep money, putting money into a joint account. Okay. So once you separate, as in physically separate or that you're... Uh, the other party's filed or you're going to file and you know that the end is near or very imminent. Don't keep putting your money into that joint account because what happens invariably, and a lot of people have direct deposit. Well, then you have to undo the direct deposit or the next or the other spouse goes in, takes out your whole paycheck mm-hmm. and then then you know, you're out of luck and you look to your attorney and say, "Well, get that back." A lot of times it's already spent. Yeah. Or it's it's now out of the account and the other person is, is spending it or whatever. And although that may legitimately be for support, you're never going to know how it's spent. Mm-hmm. So um, be careful about putting money into a joint accounts. The same also with, with credit cards. A lot of people have credit cards in joint names or credit cards where maybe their balances. If there's a balance, the credit card company will not close out the account. Nor will they take off one one party because they ha- maybe they have two debtors. Why would they take off one? Mm-hmm. They won't do that. I tell people with a divorce, stop charging on that because then you have an argument two years later when you're trying to settle the divorce of whose debt is this? Is it marital or is it non-marital? So I always tell my clients, number one, stop charging on that account. Get your own new credit card account so we no longer have a big fight two years from now of was this your post-separation charge or was it this existing balance? But also, if, um, if you have a balance and you're concerned the other party may continue to charge, call up the credit card company and say, no new charges. They usually will go along with that because they don't want you to go into bankruptcy mm-hmm. and they lose it all. Right. So usually they will abide by that of no new charges. If you're just the... If, if the debt's not in your name, they won't run after you. If you just have a card or the authorization to use, they're going to sue the person who's on the card that has entered into the contract with them. So that if the bill comes in husband and wife, they're going to sue both of you. If the bill just comes in husband and you're an authorized user, they're going to sue him. Be that as it may. Don't continue to charge on joint cards and get a new card. Okay, the next thing, one would think is pretty obvious, but um, people do this all the time. Don't think, do things out of spite. Now, just oh, this morning, I had a guy say <laughs> to, my, to my client, I will spend $99 to make 100 just so you have to spend it too. Ugh. You know, they're, they're, they're fighting over custody, and uh, although one would hope that you could take a more practical standpoint, you know, the idea of I'll spend $20,000, $30,000 to fight you on all of these issues so you have to spend it too. That's a very mm-hmm. counterproductive way of, of looking at life instead of saying, boy, if we sit down and are rational about these things, neither one of the two of us is going to spend that and would have more money to spend on our kids. Right. Next, (laughs) don't compare divorces. Now, this is an age-old problem where people will say, well, somebody I know got X number of dollars in support or their husband had to do this or whatever. Number one, you don't 
know the circumstances of their divorce. You don't know if that was litigated or if that was a settlement. You don't know, you know, maybe that was part of the compromise. It might be in another state where their laws are different. It's a bad idea to start comparing things. So you shouldn't get advice from the person next to you on a bar stool just as much as next to you at, at your hair salon or nail salon or whatever. You should be, be getting advice from an attorney that, that does this all the time and not, well, so-and-so got this. And a lot of times people misunderstand the circumstances and will come back and say, well, why, why does my friend get $700 in support and I, I only get 500 Well, what's their husband making? Right, I right. don't know. Well, that's what matters, what you're making, what he's making, and then you get a support order based on that. You can't just say, my friend got this, and I, why didn't I? Right. Okay. It, the next in this article was was about splitting the pet and stuff like that. Pennsylvania Whoa. does not deal with doggy custody or kitty custody. They just don't. It's, they're considered personal property in Pennsylvania. So don't go into court and say, I want to get custody of my dog. They don't do that in Pennsylvania. It's personal property. And it should go to the, the person who takes care of the pet. Mm-hmm. People fight over that. Yep. The courts will not entertain that. What in about, a different state, they will. What about uh, visitation? Is that included in the, uh, the Quite honestly, you would have to agree on that. And the courts won't entertain that at all. So don't go into court and say, well, I want to be able to see Fido on this day and this day. They have enough trouble with children. Exactly. (laughs) They they really don't want to do animals. Um, Some states are starting to look at that Mm -hmm. because people consider pets their children. Pennsylvania does not. So don't ask your attorney of... Of uh, you know, I've I've been asked many times of get me custody of the dog or the cat, and I've even had people fight over cremated ashes of, oh, of wow. you know, and I said whose parent is it anyway? Well, it, it's my, it's my father-in-law, but he liked me better. Oh. You know what? You, you can't be doing that, and it, <laughs> you have to keep keep focused on what you can do and what you can't do, and what your attorney can do and what you can't do. Okay. The next, the next in this article was don't surprise your spouse by serving them in public. Oh, and quite wow. honestly, there are people that want to do this. And I think it's an ugly way to start a divorce. Yeah. And you really don't need to make this any uglier than, than you have to. Sometimes people do get served. On your child's birthday, does that make, is that the same thing? You know what? All those things where where it was birthday or Valentine's Day or the person's anniversary or birthday. How about wedding anniversaries? That would be terribly good. Oh, people do. People do. They'll say, oh, can you make sure it gets served on that day? (laughs) And you know what? That to me is always a bad sign that this this is going to be ugly. Okay. There are more and I'll come back next month and finish them. Good. Okay. (laughs) Barb, how can everyone reach you? I can be reached at... 570-344-7171. I'm located at 1421 East Drinker Street in Dunmore and serve Lackawanna, Luzerne, Wyoming, Susquehanna, and Wayne. Thanks. There we go. Thank you very much. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. We will see you soon. Uh, Be nice. 
and be safe and goodbye. Okay. Bye. Bye, 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 everybody. Bye. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.